0: this last, at the top of the year, um, the Lord spoke a word to us that I just, this morning as I was praying and kind of going back over the word that he gave me for this morning, he reminded me of a command that he gave us at the top of the year. And it comes from Joshua chapter one, verse nine says, this is my command. So this is what he was commanding. and, And he spoke it to us. He said, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We have been commanded going into this year. I had no clue what this year would hold for any of us. There's been some wonderful blessings this year and then there's been some deep valleys this year. But be strong Be courageous. He said, I'm commanding you. You don't have a choice. I'm commanding you. If you're gonna be obedient, do this, is what he said. And really the the gem is in the verse just before that, Joshua 1.8. Says, study this book of instruction continually. That's why, that's why we're trying to plant Bible studies all throughout the community to to give people whatever opportunity would be good for them. To get into the word of God. And we just found out there's a Bible study in the elements. True. Two. go true. No, true. 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 <laughs> I was about to get really happy. I said, two. <laughs> and our brother here leads a Bible study in the elements. So if you live in the elements or near the elements, get with them. Amen. These Bible studies that we're planning, it's not to, you know, we're not trying to promote gathering church. Hey, come to the Bible study so you can find out about gathering church. No, it's, we, we just want people to know about Jesus and to get into his word and wherever God chooses to plant them. Hey, you know, all the sheep belong to him. So uh, if he chooses to send them our way, we'll praise God. We'd love to have everybody here. But if they're a part of, we, we had Wednesday night, we had a, a lady that we'd met for the first time, lives about a block away from the Jackson apartments and found out about the Bible study online, came running over and turns out she's, she's plugged into a fellowship in South Arlington, but she loved being able to just run a block over from her townhouse and join us for Bible study. And we were thrilled uh, because she's still part of our family. And and that's all we're wanting to do is to to get people to meditate on this word continually. And that's what he said in verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And he said, while you're obeying, now i got a command for you. Be courageous. Be strong. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. He said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. That's encouraging. That, for me, that (laughs) lifts me up to know no matter what I face, nothing has caught God off guard. Nothing has just jumped out of the bushes and surprised him. There's never been a day that God said, oh, didn't see that coming, you know? Now, it may be shocking to me at times. It may be devastating to me at times. But he's already got provision. That's what that word means, provision. Pro meaning before, vision, sight. I already saw it coming, Dave, before you got to it on your timeline. I already saw it. So I already provided everything you would need to navigate through this. And, and it's just not me. Jesus said, hey, we're, we're going to have trouble in this life. There's going to be difficulties. Why would he let difficulties happen? Well, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a grand philosophical question that we could all sit around and debate on and wax eloquently on. But really, ultimately, in my simple mind, if everything was hunky-dory, I, there would be no need for faith. You know, I need faith because he's called me to walk by faith. And sometimes... The odds need to be stacked, so I can learn just to trust them. Say, I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but You promised that You would You'd see me through. You know, it takes that when you know. Just a little over uh, about two months ago, you know, I, I, Erica and I marry. Two weeks into us celebrating uh, this beautiful marriage, you know, the highest of highs. All of a sudden, you have the lowest of lows. I, you know, we have, I have a nephew commit suicide. How how do you navigate all this crazy terrain by being courageous and brave? How can we be courageous and brave? Because he's got us taken care of. It's faith. I trust you. This didn't catch you off guard. You've given me everything I need to navigate through this circumstance. Amen? So that's why the word for today is this. Don't give up. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but don't. Give up? It's not time to quit. You can't quit. Look at your neighbor and say, "Don't quit. Don't give up on me yet. Don't you quit on me? (laughs) Don't give up." I I found inspiration from the Apostle Paul this week, starting in Acts chapter two, verse twenty-four. Now, Paul just got through talking about some horrible things that had happened to him. Man, Paul—Paul got beat. He got thrown in prison. He got snake bit. He was trapped out at sea overnight, like in the sea, in the water overnight, shipwrecked, you know. Uh, He went through all kind of craziness just to preach the gospel. And look what he says. He says, but none of these things, all this stuff that has happened to me, none of these things move me. Wow, that's, that's powerful. I mean, we could all roll out a scroll of crazy things that have happened to us in life, right? Or even things that we may be dealing with right now in the midst of today, but man, let us be like Paul. None of this stuff moves me. Neither do I esteem my life dear to myself. This is his one goal. This is what mattered to him. If only I may finish my course, I'm not going to quit. He said, I can't give up. If only I can finish my course with joy, it is possible for you to maintain your destiny, your call, your purpose, say, well, I'm still trying to find my purpose. Well, keep searching. The Holy Spirit is gonna get, he'll, he'll let you know what it is. You'll find your purpose, but you can do it with joy, even in the midst of craziness, even in the midst of defeat, even in the midst of valleys, you can still finish your course with joy and the ministry which I have obtained from, uh, which means which has been entrusted to me by the Lord Jesus Christ, faithfully to attest to the good news of the gospel of God's grace, his unmerited favor, spiritual blessing and his mercy. Paul said, man, I just, all this craziness has happened to me. Nah, it doesn't even move me. It doesn't even get me riled up. He said, I don't even think my life is all that awesome. He said, but this one thing, man, I'm gonna finish the race. I'm not gonna quit. God has called me to a job and I'm gonna finish that job till my dying breath. That's what he's trying to say. Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven. Now he just got through and, and Instructing Timothy, He tells him, fight the good fight of faith. If you want to be part of a good fight, faith is a good fight. Why? Because if you walk in faith, victory is always guaranteed. And faith is a fight. You know, we talk about it a lot. You wake up in the morning and you say, whew, God, I believe your word. I believe you're looking out for me. I believe your promises. Everything you've promised me, I believe. Then by the time you hit your first break at work, Enough has happened that you're like, God, I don't even know if you're hearing me. <laughs> I, <don't> even, <laughs> I thought you were looking out for me, God. Well, what's happening? You're, you're in a battle. It's a fight to maintain faith. It's a fight to maintain belief. But Paul says it's a good fight. Why? Because if you remain in faith, victory is guaranteed. Now, that's a good fight. If, if I said, hey, look, I, I want to invite you to get into a fight, but it's going to be a good fight. Well, what do you mean it's going to be a good fight? Because I can guarantee you're going to win. Now, that's a good fight, and that's what God's saying. If you'll remain in faith, victory's guaranteed. So Paul's, Paul just got through talking about this with Timothy, and he tells him, you know, Paul realizes he's, he's going to be executed soon. You know, he's arrested. He's in prison in Rome, and he, he knows what his fate's probably going to be. But this is what he says. I have fought the good fight, worthy, honorable, and noble. I have finished the race. He didn't quit. He said, I didn't give up, I didn't quit, I saw it all the way out to the end. I've finished the race, I have kept firmly, I've firmly held the faith. I haven't stopped believing in Jesus. Galatians 6.9 says this, I love it. If those of you who, who feel like giving up in something in your life, those of you who are ready to throw in the towel because you're just, you know, I just, I've tried and tried and I can't do this. This is never going to get better. Life's never going to, I'm never going to breathe again. I'm never going to see the light of day again. Let these words minister to you from Paul. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing the right thing. He said, don't quit doing the right thing. Don't stop doing the right thing. He says, for in due time... At the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. There is a season coming for you that if you'll keep sowing the right seed, because everything you do, you're sowing. You're either sowing good seed or bad seed in your life, right? If you keep doing the right thing, that's good seed. And at the appointed time, at the right time, You are going to reap the harvest of all those things that you're doing. Keep being a blessing. Keep loving people. Keep encouraging people. Keep walking with the Lord. Keep reflecting his love. There's been times I've been called to go pray for folk. And so I show up at their door to go pray with them. And it's the last thing I want to do because I'm dealing with my own stuff. And yet somehow the Lord, the Holy Spirit strengthens me where I can put a smile on my face Offer a big warm hug and pray a prayer of faith over a family. Why do I do it? Because I want to keep doing the right thing. Why? Because in due season, the mess that I'm dealing with is going to come to fruition. God's going to move in that situation. That's the wonderful thing about harvest, you know. You can't I don't know if we've got anyone who gardens here. I used, to, I used to have garden boxes. And for a while, me and my girls, when they were little, we'd get out and we'd grow. Uh, every spring and every fall, we'd have our little gardens going. Now, when you plant, especially cucumbers. Cucumbers are easy. Man, cucumbers will go nuts, right? So, you know, you plant. When you put the seed in the ground, you don't go back out the next day and start digging it up and start messing with it, Right? No, you leave it and you trust that it's going to do everything that you need it to do. You've put it in good soil. You've given it enough water and nutrition. And you just trust. I don't, I don't go out. You, know, you don't go out there every single day and sit there and wait for it and wait for it and wait for it to grow. No, you go on about your life. Why? Because you trust that in due season, you're going to have some cucumbers. Before long, you see a little bit of sprout popping up. It gets you all excited. Before long... Things just kind of exponentially start going. That's how it is in life. If you won't get weary in doing the right thing in due season, just keep doing the right thing. Say, yeah, but it's murky. It's all right. Keep doing the right thing. Why? Because in due season, you're going to reap. You're going to reap. Hebrews chapter 36, verse 39. This is what he says, patience, endurance is what you need now. So that you will continue to do God's work. Man, give us some patient endurance. Someone says, don't pray for patience. Look, you're going to have bad things happen to you one way or another. (laughs) Anyway, That's just the way life goes, right? You're going to have wonderful things happen. You're going to have difficult things happen. Pray for patience, okay? Don't don't pray for patience. No, we need patience. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I want the fruit of the Spirit manifested in my life. He says, he says, patient and endurance is what you need so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Then he, he quotes from uh, Habakkuk here. He says, for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. Now we quote that a lot because of John Wesley, right? The just shall live by faith. He says, the, my righteous ones are gonna live by faith. What does that mean? That means that you live in knowing Lord, you're taking care of everything. Yeah, it's, the same, it's the same covenant that he said, that He spoke to Abraham in Genesis. You remember, he told Abraham, he said, if, if you'll leave your family, leave your homeland, and come with me, don't worry about your family name. I'm going to give you a name. Don't worry about the nation you're living. I'm going to make you your own nation, and I will bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. If you'll just trust me, I will take care of everything and I will give you children even in your old age. And Abraham said, all right, I believe you. That's why he's the father of our faith. Even though his circumstances, it didn't make sense. Even though what God had to say just didn't seem to line up with what the rest of the world would want. He trusted God. And that's what he's saying. The just are my righteous ones. That's how they're gonna live by faith. Knowing I've already taken care of everything knowing their salvation has been taken care of by me, knowing their provision is taken care of my, by me, and even when they go through difficult times, they know that I'm still gonna take care of them. I will bless those that bless them. I will curse those that curse them. I will take care of them. I will meet all their needs according to my riches and glory, right? So the just will live by faith. But look, we always quote that, but but Mr. John Wesley didn't go on to quote the rest of it. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. God can't take pleasure if we quit. What do you mean? Does that mean that we're gonna get the wrath of God? No, it's it's this. If I ask JJ, I say, hey, after church, look, there's a, there's a person in the neighborhood, they need their house painted. And I know you're hungry because you've worked up an appetite singing these songs. Don't worry about lunch. I'm preparing a lunch. I'm preparing a lunch that's going to blow your mind. Just trust me on it, right? Trust me. But if you'll go start painting, go start painting your house, I'll be here in a little while. I got your back. I'm going to feed you a lunch to end all lunch, right? So he starts painting and about 45 minutes into it, he says, man, forget this. I'm tired. I don't know where Dave is. So he leaves and he runs up to Taco Casa. Well, in the meantime, I show up and I'm like, man, look at this. (laughs) I had you covered, what'd you quit for, right? In other words, I I can't find pleasure in that action. Well, that's what happens with us. The Lord has called us. He said, just trust me here, do this stuff here. You know, go love on people, go reflect me to people, tell people all about Jesus and just keep doing it. Even during difficult times, just keep doing it because I want you to trust me. I know things are getting hard. I just want you to trust me. But if we throw in the towel and we quit, and we go try to solve things by our own means, or we try to go our own path, he's saying, man, I had lunch for you. What'd you quit for? I can't find pleasure in this. So yes, the just will live by faith. But God said, hey, I'm not gonna take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. The Greek there is suke, you've heard me talk about this. We are the ones whose suke will be saved. Suke means that which pertains to the mind. So we're the ones whose minds are being saved. He's given us new thoughts. We're being renewed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the Bible says. Hey, we're the ones. That's really where most of our suffering takes place anyway, isn't it? Right up here. Most of our suffering that we, we deal with. Yeah, there's physical suffering we can go through, but most of our suffering is right up here. And God said, no, 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 the just shall live by faith. If you live by faith, I'll renew your mind. All those negative, horrible thoughts you've been thinking, I'll put, I'll put my thoughts in your head. And then your thoughts become my thoughts. That's what he's saying. Don't quit. Edgar Guest said it best. Look at that, I'm a poet and didn't know it. And it's ironic that I would put it that way because Edgar Guest was a poet. 1921, he was writing for the Free Press out of Detroit, Michigan. In 1921, he penned a poem. Many of you have heard it. Uh, I heard it as a teenager and thought it was great. And I'll refer to it in my life sometimes. It's called Keep Going. It says, when things go wrong as they sometimes will, and the road you're trudging seems all uphill. When the funds are low and the debts are high and you wanna smile but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is odd with its twists and turns as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failures turn about When he might have won, had he stuck it out. Don't give up through the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than, it seems to faint and faltering, it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of clouds of doubt, but you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar, so stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Let's all stand. As both musicians come to the platform today. <laughs> Y'all pray for the praise team. You know you're, hit, you're hitting rock bottom when you have to put a mic in front of Dave. <laughs> We've got some that are sick and... Trying to recoup and got sick kids, all that stuff. So we're just some that are out of town. So we're we're believing that here pretty soon. Oh, thank you. Look at that. I've got a, I've got I've got a, a road crew here. That's the prettiest roadie I've ever seen. I wanna I wanna read a verse, a passage for you. Uh, the I read this this week and the Lord it impressed it on my heart. He said, I want you to speak this out. It's a prophecy from long ago, but he said, I'm going to make it apply. That's the wonderful thing about God's word. God's word is multifaceted. It can apply. A prophecy can apply to something that took place right then and there thousands of years ago. And then it could also have meaning to something in our life in the, in the current age. And so, uh, I'm not sure who you are, but I want you to If if you can hop back over to to my my passage. No, that's all right, James. I appreciate you, James. I love you. Y'all pray for James. He roots for the Baltimore Ravens. Let's see. We'll hop down to it. Ah, There we are. Isaiah chapter 29. I don't know who this is for. Someone receive it in your heart. Those of you who have felt desolate, those of you who have felt barren, those of you who have felt like quitting, those of you who have been frustrated and you've been given up. This is what I believe the Lord is wanting you to know. Before you know it, Lebanon will be transformed into a beautiful, a fruitful field. And the fruitful field will seem like a forest. And that day the deaf will begin to hear words. Someone here, because you've been trying to hear from God. You've been trying to hear and you just, you, you don't feel like you've been able to hear truth. And that day the deaf will begin to hear the words that have been written. And out of the darkness and gloom, the eyes of the blind will be opened to see. The meek will overflow with fresh joy in the Lord Yahweh. And the poor will shout their praises to the Holy One of Israel for the terrible one will be no more the scornful jester will be not found and all the lovers of evil will be cut off those who make the innocent appear guilty those who ensnare others with deceitful tactics and those who lie to keep the innocent from getting justice will likewise be destroyed so now listen to what Yahweh the God of Israel who redeemed Abraham has to say to Jacob's tribe that would be us by the way my people will no longer be disgraced and your shame face will disappear. For when they see the miracle of the many children that I have given them, God's birthed in some things in some people's lives here, they will see me as holy and honor me. They will honor the Holy One of Jacob and stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who are in spiritual error will come to understanding and those who are always complaining will be glad to accept instruction. Woo! That may mean there's going to be revival on nextdoor.com. How about that? Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your Holy Spirit pushes us and, and leads us and guides us into all truth. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to empower us not to quit. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to make a way out of no way. You're going to make a a nowhere into a now here. You're going to reveal yourself in incredible ways. Ways that don't make sense initially, but all of a sudden, bam, there you are. Father, I thank you because you're going to put a holy wind under our wings. And you're going to raise us up to soar above and transcend all the mess and give us a spirit that doesn't quit. Thank you that you're gonna help us finish the race and finish the course in our life until you call us home. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.